On this episode, we continue with another great testimony. Today, we have the young but wise Brother Tavian Washington. Let's get started. All right, today on another episode of About Fate, I have, uh, I would say somebody I look up to. He's younger than me, but I look up to him. <laughs> you weren't expecting me to say that, way. Not at all. Yeah, Not but, you all. know, I, I respect you. I look up to you, man, because you don't see too many people. I I would say your age that has been as serious about the Lord yeah. that you can see, right? So, um, I have Tavian Washington. I was Put your whole government name out there, I guess. It's, 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 my Instagram name is my first and middle name. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. That's good. Um, glad that you tried to come on. Um, I can't say I know a lot about your testimony. I feel like I said that a couple times for yeah. people to come on, but uh, I'm glad to talk about it. I'm pretty sure uh, we'll gain a lot uh, and the listeners will gain a lot. They're going to be like, are we sure he's young? He's not like 60 years old. Shit. All the wisdom we about to get. <laughs> so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh hold you or take up too much time. I kinda just like to jump right in if that's okay with you. That's fine with me. All right. Uh we're gonna go ahead and just kinda tell us a little bit about yourself. Now where are you from? Um I was asked people did they grow up in church? Yeah. Like what that childhood experience was like for. Them. Um, okay. Uh, well, I mean, the back of my high school letterman says it all, church boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've grown up in church my entire life. All I've ever known is church. I mean, I have baby pictures where I'm literally playing church yeah. at the house, you know? <laughs> so church is everything for me. Um, and, and on the flip side of that, it was also a crutch mm-hmm. because I grew up in church my whole life. Okay. I think, well, how, how is it a crutch? And I'll tell you, I okay. think when people hear I've grown up in church my whole life, they automatically think that was a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's also the other side of that. Okay. I think to every good thing, there's another side. Unless you're talking about God, of course. Right, right. Um, so I grew up in church my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, all I knew was church, how to do this, how to do that. Church right. rhetoric. Uh, but I really didn't know God like for real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew God from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. but I didn't know God. Like I, he wasn't in me. I wasn't really in him. I was just around him. Right. I knew church. I knew how to do church. And I think a lot of people these days know how to do church. Okay. Um, and, and that's a dangerous thing. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, and I was one of them, I knew that if I didn't know God for real, yeah, I was going to miss him through the church. And that was the crazy part. So I grew up in, you know, like I said, in church and, uh, Middle school, I really wasn't thinking about salvation. Mm-hmm. I don't think most middle school kids are really like, are you safe? Are you really safe? Are you right, living right, holy? Right. You know, it's not it's very that's, few. Exactly. That's why yeah. I was, I find it interesting when you hear the testimonies, like a certain people, um, they talk about how they got saved when they were eight. I was like, man, my mind yeah. was on cartoons yeah, you and playing. You weren't, reading, you weren't studying your Bible <laughs> yeah, and stuff like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so, went, went through middle school. Um, I was known as church boy then, preacher, but. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And like my whole life, I've literally been known as church boy. Not that I even tried to be that, but yeah, that's yeah. just it was just it. Yeah. So I knew that I couldn't be anything different. So even when I tried to be out there in the world, or be right, carnal, right, right. be you know worldly, right. it didn't work for me. Like it was really forced. Right. Uh, and so when I get to high school, is when I really understand what salvation really looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I knew because again, preacher was what I was on. The people respected me for being a preacher as being a minister. Right. But that's nothing that I would just wore on my shoulders. I wasn't like, I'm a minister, you're gonna respect me. Right. No, they just knew that Tavian wasn't doing what everybody else was doing. Yeah. And I took pride in that. I took yeah. pride in being a church boy. I took pride in being known as preacher, but I didn't necessarily take pride in my salvation because I wasn't saved. Right, right. I knew that. You knew you wasn't saved. Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah. And it was crazy how hypocritical I was because I would preach to people. At, at school? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would be condemning folk. In, and be in like, middle school? Yes, bro. I was <laughs> preaching to people in middle school and condemning people because I knew the word. I'd be like, man, get away from yeah, me. Yeah, and I, I grew up in church. I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> I knew the word, bro. But people, I mean, I, that, that shows you that people really don't know their Bible. Yeah. Because I could be a Christian just like they were. Yeah. Uh, preach to them like, nah, you're going to hell for this, you're going to hell for that. But you're doing the same thing. And I see somebody like that, like, so I remember uh, uh, the few years I was going to college, so yeah. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do in yeah. college because yeah. I wasn't being, my mind wasn't right for right. it, right? Yeah. And I remember somebody who was supposed to be saved at the same time, they came over to me and my friends and we doing it. we not mm-hmm. saved so we talking like unsaved people yeah, yeah. they try to tell to stop talking i was like get away from me yeah, like yeah. you came to my conversation exactly. don't try to preach to me exactly. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah yeah <laughs> but i mean i was in i had the small groups in high school i had bible studies in the morning during breakfast time right that i put together you put together in yes hold on this is middle school you putting together no, high school oh high, high school, school. Yeah, bible study high, yeah this is high school say, in the morning time bishop in uh middle, not middle school, school. Not middle school. <laughs> my, my calling went that high yeah <laughs> So in high school, man, I'm putting together, you know, Bible groups and stuff. Yeah. But I knew I wouldn't say. Okay. And this is crazy because I had boundaries. Like, I still had convictions. Right, right, right. Because I tell my mentees all the time, I talked to plenty of girls in high school. Yeah. But none of them met my mama. Because I knew that these girls want to say, yeah. they can't come home to mama. Right. It wasn't until Brianna came around that I was like, okay. Okay. Now we for real. Oh, so yeah. she, she was special. Yeah. Okay. Because she was saved. <laughs> yeah. She was saved. So she knew what was did, up. Did, was mama... Like that though, she was like, "What it just that mama was like?" Hey, I just not knew saved. better. Okay, I just knew better. Mama okay. didn't have to say nothing. You knew I just knew bring better. them to mama. Yeah, because I knew if I was bringing them to mama, it had to be serious. Okay, like I was the type that I would get, you know, I would get these girls and they feelings and stuff, but I would never put a seal on it because I knew if I know that I'm supposed to be saving equally yoked to somebody, I can't be with you. So it was like, bro, That's this crazy is, that you realize that. Early yeah, this is, it was teenager. like parts yeah. of scripture that I would take. Right. And use and apply to my convictions and to live by. Then there were other ones I was like, mm, it's whatever. That's dangerous. Too. Yeah, that's exactly. Dangerous. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why I'm saying now it's like looking back and looking at it in retrospect. It's like people do the same thing now. Mm-hmm. Like they pick and choose which parts they want to live by, but yeah. they don't want the whole thing. You can't do that, though, because then yeah. you start taking stuff, context, very exactly. extremely out of context. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's basically, that's literally what the devil yeah. does to Jesus. Like yeah. He picks... I'm gonna give you this portion of scripture right. and say it is written right. too. Like so, that's literally how. And they twisted it up. That's how people. And, so, I, and that's I, a spirit. That's obviously that's a that's a is. strong spirit. It so, is. It is. And people don't realize no, it. It was very self righteous and hypocritical spirit. And I, I wish that how I am now is how I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I was very, and maybe after I got saved, I became very zealous mm-hmm. because I was so zealous. I knew then that I was losing a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And those are people that I can't get back now. Yeah. Even the same followers that I have. Yeah. And so all they see me as now, and they haven't told me this. This is just me talking. Um, 
it's like this angry, like you're going to hell for this, you're going to hell for that, you're going to hell for that. But I wish I had the wisdom that I have now yeah. as far as when it comes to preaching and winning souls that I had back then, that yeah. I didn't have back then. Right. Because it was, it was, it was, it was genuine mm-hmm. and it was urgent, but I did, because he that winning souls is wise. Right, right. I wasn't wise. Yeah. You know, the Bible talks about how they have zeal, zeal, yeah. but they don't have no knowledge. Right. And so if you don't have those two combined and equal, mm-hmm. you still be unbalanced. You'll be unequally yoked. Even with yourself, you'll be unequally yoked. Yeah. Because, you know, and... You're dropping knowledge. It's, <laughs> with yourself unequally yoked? Okay. With yourself. Okay. With yourself. <laughs> okay. And so it's crazy how you really have to be level-headed even with scripture. Mm-hmm. Because if you're leaning so far into this one, yeah. you forget that even over here, you got to be balanced in that too. You got to be right. temperate in all things. Right. So if you have so much knowledge, but you lack in the zeal, what are you doing with it? If right. you have so much zeal, but you lack in the knowledge, still, what are you doing with it? Yeah. It can become destructive. Right. Even the principles of scripture, if used the wrong way, right. they can become destructive. Like right. you said, even with the devil tempting Jesus, right. it's not like he was just saying outrageous stuff. Yeah, It's just, no, that ain't, that ain't right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I look at it now and it's crazy. And I tell people all the time. Like I literally, I was, me and Brianna was having a conversation a while back. I was like, I think the thing that I wish younger people knew is to be proud of being saved. Mm-hmm. Like boasting that, like right. for real. Right. Like wear that as a badge of honor, like you saved. Yeah. And mean that. It is a badge of honor. It is. Yeah. But you really got to believe that this is like what it is. You cannot be cowardly. In your in your salvation, like okay. you really have to be like this is just I'm who I am, right. and nobody's gonna move me off of this. Right, and I think that is what has kept me uh, true to myself. Yeah, not necessarily, you know, through the times that I even wasn't saved, but even when I was not saved, there was still that part of me was like I'm glad about who I went, who I am. Yeah, I'm glad that I grew up in church. You know, Maybe. I take pride in the fact that. I'm just going to let, let you know how my mind worked. That they are here doing this, but I'm only doing this. <laughs> that's some self-righteousness. It is. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It was a but, very self-righteous spirit. But at the same time, when you flip and you get saved, yeah. it's kind of what you need to be like. And I don't want to say it's not like being cocky or being boastful, right. but it's like I'm being, I'm comfortable in who I yes, am. Yes, exactly. And so that's that's important because the devil will try to fight you. And he being, will. And I try to make you feel uncomfortable yeah. in God. Yeah. And but no, you want to comfortable. Like I'm I'm glad to be saved. Exactly. I'm glad to be peculiar. Exactly. I'm glad to be different. Exactly. And so that's I think that's important. I think the the best men of God we've seen or women mm-hmm. of God throughout history, they they are the best at it. You look yeah. at them like, man, they are comfortable yes. in who they are. They don't yes. care. They don't and care. they just Comfortable in God. Yeah, and, it's, so. and it's, there's no shaking that you can do. And even like I said, I tell my mentees all the time, you know, and it's crazy. Man, I, I almost get frustrated and I have to watch myself when I'm talking to them. Because <laughs> I have to remember that tape when they're just 13 or 14. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I hear them talk. Yeah. And I see them growing into that, that stage where they're trying to figure out who they want to be. Yeah. And when I talk about, and Brianna can tell you, I hate trendy things, bro. Like, I do not like trends whatsoever. Like, I would literally yeah, yeah, yeah. not do something because it's a trend. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it takes a strong-minded person mm-hmm. to take a stand for something and stay on that. Right. And so when you deal with trends, that's that, you're just doing it just to be doing it. I want to be accepted yeah. by everybody. And one of my mentees was doing something, and I was like, why do you keep saying that? Yeah. And he was like, I don't know, I just saw it on TikTok, but why are you saying it? 
what does that mean? Make yeah. it make sense. Because I'm a very analytical person. Things have to make yeah, sense. Yeah, I think that's how I am too. Yeah. And so I was like, make it make sense. And he couldn't. But I was like, okay. Because I don't want to be the serious person all the time. Yeah. But I want them to realize how the small things, the small foxes can destroy the vine. Right. So if you're letting people shape how you think. Right. And shape your language. Right. And the words that you use. Tell me how that affects you everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Because if it can affect you socially, it has to affect you spiritually too. That's true. Because at that age, you don't have the balance to separate the two. You mm-hmm. don't. I used to be your age. Yeah. I know you don't. Yeah. So for me, it's all, it's a practice of, Tavian, think for yourself. Because I have to catch myself sometimes. I'm like, bro, why are you even saying that? Because you hear somebody else saying it. It's yeah. a trend. No, no, no. Be different and take pride in that. And so it's a, it's a discipline that I have adapted to literally look at something that's popular Sit back and say, why is it? Where did it come from? What meaning does it have? And why should I use it? And if I can't give myself good reasons for that, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to be with it. I really don't. And so, uh, you know, it it can be extreme to some people. Yeah. And I understand that. Yeah. But it's a practice that's necessary for me yeah. to take pride in that. And I think I look at people who have who backslide and, you know... Aside from disappointment right. that I feel in those people, especially those that I knew closely, it's a frustration. I can see that, too, because I've yeah. been there. Especially, like, you're like, man, we was working in ministry together, right. like, because I've had that. You're yeah. like, man, like, how how did that happen? Exactly. Like, so, um, and you just get frustrated. Because you you're like, you know. You like, know. And it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. You're trying to put, and again, right. like, if... You said, like, you're very analytical. And mm. so, like, I, like I, I usually just say I'm... I'm logical. Like I have to be yeah. like, it has to make sense. It has to make I sense. I have to see. Bro, I say all the time, yeah, make it make sense. Make it make sense. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so if I can't do that, I'm just like, I don't, I don't see how you could go back after you said God did this mm-hmm. and that. And right. after you said, you know, you knew God. Yeah. And the, you and knew the fact God, that it was a conscious decision. Yeah. Too. Like you, it's not like it was an accident. Like you woke up and oh my God, I'm in a backslidden state. No, yeah. no, bro. So I just don't You knew where you like, were going. Yeah. Even if you feel yourself getting weak, man, you like something in you starts telling you like, hey, I gotta do something. You about got this, to. Right? But I I'm telling you, it's and, and it's it's crazy because even in those moments where you feel like you're getting weak, God will not leave you without a reminder or without Facts. an awakening. Facts. Because there have been times where I've been like, Do I really is this really what I want to do? Yeah. Cause it's, it gets hard. Yeah. And I'll go to church and the pastor preacher mercy, I'm like, hmm. Yeah, how he know? How you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how you know I was just fighting with that? Yeah. And it's like God said, uh uh-uh, Send you the words you need. Right. All the time. Yeah. So, I know you said, uh, you kind of gave us a little backstory. So, how did you come to know the Lord, like, for real? Because you said you didn't have a relationship. Right. You was a church boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You was uh, rebuking people at yeah. middle school. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, how, did, how yeah. did you know, how did you come to know God? Like, what I, brought you to that point? I um, I was sitting at home one day. Uh, and unlike most people, I didn't get saved at church. Mm-hmm. And you cannot be saved at church, and you still saved. So yeah, that's I right. Put that that's right. <laughs> um, I was sitting at home, and I was really just looking back. No, no, I wasn't. I was sitting on the bus, mm-hmm. and I, you know, Duncanville High School is a huge school. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a lot of kids, and I was sitting there looking, uh, waiting on my bus to pull off, and I was just watching kids walk by. I thought to myself, most of these people are not going to be in heaven. That's a crazy thought to have. Yeah, just, most of them not gonna make it. Yeah, and some of these are my friends. I'm like, I'm looking at these people. I'm like, oh, I got a class with him. I got a class with him. Yeah, most of these people not gonna make it. 
And bro, when I tell you, I literally broke down crying. On the bus? Yes. <laughs> I'm on the bus looking out the window, hoping nobody sees me and got these tears coming down my face. Like, bro, these people not going to make it. And it was like, you're not going to make it either. I oh, know. You had to you, think about it because yeah. you knew. So you right. were like, that's crazy. And then I thought to myself, how, because again, analytical, it's crazy how me being a logical person brought me to salvation because it was like, it wouldn't make sense for me to die and go to hell mm-hmm. or to miss the rapture. And I'm still sitting here like, well, I know what's going to happen next because I know the word. You know everything. Right. Yeah. Or like, I didn't have to be here. Yeah. And you know, that's the tormented thing about hell is that people going to be like, I didn't have to be here. So I asked myself, what, that's the way the consequences here. Mm-hmm. What are the consequences of you, you know, preaching to people and you missing God are supposed to, you know, you preaching to people doing what you want to do and people just think you're safe. I think I want to deal with God more than I want to right. deal with the opinions of people. Right. And so when I got home is when I had a real conversation with God, like for right. real. I was like, listen, right. I need to do this for real. And you know that I can't do this by myself. Right. So I need you to come on and help me. Because I want to. Right. That was a moment like I want to. Because, again, I weighed my options. What is worse? Sin is not worth it. Not. At all. It's 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 so temporal. Yeah, and I could go into that, but you can go into it. You, you know, and I even think about pornography. Yeah, because that's something that I struggled with. Yeah. before I got saved, I would say I'm a, I don't wanna, I would say I was in that same boat too. Yeah, I'm gonna say I would say I was in that same boat yeah. too. I think most people. Yeah. yeah, I was actually talking to my wife about this. Mm-hmm. In this day and time, you know, it's people speak about it like it's so taboo. It's but the average person. Mm-hmm. It's bound by it. Most definitely. Every day I was reading, I wasn't reading, I was watching a video on social media and it was talking about, I think that uh, one site, uh, the largest site has like almost 50 billion views, visits mm-hmm. a day. I'm like, that's not just men. No. Oh, that's no. men and women. No, no, no. It's, it's all age groups. Bro, at this point, <laughs> at this point and it's, it's crazy, it's not even looked at as an addiction. Porn is a hobby. It is. It's like if you don't watch it, something's wrong with you. Yeah. Like it's, There's yeah. people that literally like streamers who have been caught like they're like oh well, I'm gonna take a break yeah and if you could turn their stream off yes and that's what they're taking a break exactly. to go watch and bro it's it's crazy and it's crazy that I we're only I'm only 23 and I've been allowed to see how things have changed in society yeah and to think that we're at a time now where you got stuff like OnlyFans and all this kind of stuff yeah 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 like wh- how do we get here yeah and it you was a, it was a recent story I read um too. In regards to like, it made just made me think about it with the OnlyFans. It was a lady who was supposed to be a uh, a first lady, yeah, and she left her husband to start an OnlyFans and strip. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. She was she was a first lady, yeah. and it's like, well, now I feel like you don't feel more free. No, you're bad. Like that doesn't make exactly. sense at all. Exactly. Right? So it, it, it's just one of those things. I just want to when you said it, I was like, man, that's one of those things. It's one thing I want to do with another episode about because yeah. I feel like people need to understand like hey god can deliver you yes. too and it's it's so strong because images live in your head mm-hmm. and, and, and that's memories right mm-hmm. and so even after you get saved memories don't god don't be no. like let me wipe all these no. memories. it would be great it's if, like men in black that would be amazing right but that's not how it happened you have it's to not. learn how to deal you have to. with those temptations like with those temptations because you've put in and that's why the best thing is to not get involved with certain exactly. things, right? Because exactly. the devil can't use yep. those things against you. But 
I don't want. I don't want to like no, no, no. go off on a tangent. Really, I feel like it's no, really seriously. Good. It is because the desire has to be taken away. Yeah, and it's the desire that'll help you because once you develop a disdain for that kind of stuff. Yeah, yes, like almost a hatred for it. Yeah, and you really. It takes Ooh. prayer, fasting. Yes, and it takes a lot of prayer, a lot, and a lot of fasting lot. because that warps your mind yes. on how relationships work. You affect it affects every other area in your life. Yeah. And it touches so many things that you wouldn't even think the common person doesn't think on these things because right. they're, they're not spiritual, right? You know, and so they just see it as I'm just you know doing what I got to do to help myself. Yeah, but you're not helping yourself. It's and it, and it, it starts early. Because uh, I can remember my life, it starts early because if if you don't have those conversations with your parents, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Which most kids are not comfortable of just going not. with their parents. Of course talking. not. So then you talk to your friends, right? And now the internet is. See, I had dial up when I was a code, so I had to go two different stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now, like, you could just—it's on people's phones. It's everywhere, everywhere. You know what I mean? I was literally in the bathroom one time at. Uh, Barnes and Noble, mm. and I heard a guy. He was on the phone. He was like, "Hey, I'm about to get off the phone. I'm finna, yeah, basically watch porn, yeah, in the bathroom." Right. I was like, "Let me get out of here!" Like, I, like, I was like, "What is happening?" But let me ask you this, though. I just thought about it. What you say that they have to have the conversation with their parents, but if we're looking at this generation that we are now, right, this hypersexual, everything right, right, is all, right. also available. Let's say in ten years, porn is not even something that you need to talk to your parents about. I know it's. It's Sex won't happened. be either. Yeah. The talk will become less and less of a thing. Right. Pornography will become less and less of this, like, oh my God, you know. Right. Especially even in even in the church, because you really don't hear it talked about in church a lot either. I know, but it, and, and it should be because again, a lot goes of back people. to most of your congregation is probably bound. Well, not yeah. bound, well, but it has dealt with pornography. Especially growing like now. Yeah. You, you have to just assume yes. that that's something that they've dealt with. And you probably would not be wrong in that assumption. Yeah. Cause I'm not big on assumptions, yeah. But you probably yeah. Would yeah not I'm just be like big. You won't be. You won't miss. You'll you be surprised at yeah. the people that have. And what what brought me to it because it's something I dealt with, and I dealt with it by myself. I thought I got mm-hmm. saved, and I remember a specific. I'm not gonna put that person on blast, but yeah. I'm going to say I heard this story of someone newly saved going to another person to tell them about their addiction. Yeah. And how they were struggling after getting saved, like, hey, what do I do? And they pretty much just shunned them. That's crazy. And I don't think that person is saved today. So, and once I heard that, I was just like, anywhere I can, if somebody comes up to me, you know what I mean? I'm going to share it and I'm going to like help them. I've been in the Walmart and looking for nails on the hardware aisle yep. and had to witness to somebody and pray with them. Yep. I was like, hey, man, just give me your number um, yep. and I'll just keep you encouraged. Okay. And so I look at it and I'm like, hey, God, God has used it for me to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause if I, if somebody comes to me, I'll tell, I'll tell them, I'm like, Hey man, like God yep. can deliver you. It's not going to have to be easy. You have to keep yourself away from Constantly. things that can bring those triggers, triggers back. Triggers. Right. Yeah. You can't just put yourself in every situation mm-hmm. and people may think it's absurd for you. But again, that's what you, you talked about earlier, being comfortable. Like, Hey man, I'm doing what I got exactly. to do to stay safe. Exactly. Right. So, I can't be in those situations. And, I can't put and, myself and in those sometimes situations. Sometimes it requires an extreme thing to do. Extreme. <laughs> you just got to do what you got to do. Got to do it, and cause I'm trying to make it to heaven. Right. That's the, that's the. That's my goal. Exactly, and that comes back to what I was saying. You know, weighing those options. Are you willing to be super extreme to deal with something that'll keep you out of heaven? Right. If you have to really, heaven has to be that goal. Right. And that has to be where you want to be. Right. And you're like, you have to be willing to put everything. Right. And I literally mean everything on the line to make it to heaven. Yes. 
But that it, it's it sounds real good and real elementary, but when you look at it and you live it out, yeah, it's harder than what you think it is. Yeah, because you got to think we ain't never seen heaven. Yeah, at all. We're doing this off by faith, right? You got to believe, and so we hear scriptures like you know, believe on Jesus, and you be that takes a lot. It takes a lot. Believing takes a lot because we ain't never seen them. Yeah, we ain't never seen we them. Yeah, man, we were at a whole different uh, tangent, <laughs> but it was good. I liked it. Um, but yeah, you said you you were sitting on the bus um, and you right. started crying. Got to the house, you know, told God that I was you know serious, I was ready to be saved, um, and so that's when I got saved. But being filled with the Holy Ghost was the difference. That's when I went to church and uh, my oh my home church, and that's when I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And so that was my the beginning of my junior year, end of my sophomore year in high school. Right. So that was what seven, six years ago, something like that. So okay. yeah. You got you got you got you said you got filled with the Holy Ghost at the house too? No, that church. At the church, okay. In my home church, yeah. Okay. That's good. When did I don't remember when you got to our church. I just remember you was like I just was like I just remember somebody saying Tavian. I was like, who is that? Yeah. And then I guess you had been there for a minute at that point. I, I was, was like, I was what I said to myself, man. So I don't. Yeah, <laughs> no, I feel you. I was what they call an honorary member. I came, I think I want to say 2014. When did Apostle Murray die? 11. I came 2013. Okay. I was visiting 2013. I didn't join until I think a year after that, something like that. I was 17 when I joined. Okay. Uh, but I was coming with my aunt and uh, I was dealing with something at my home church uh-huh. where I really, because again, and I don't want to end this, make this sound like I'm very, I think I'm better than nobody podcast because I'm not, <laughs> I don't. I'm just very strong-minded, you know Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I was at my home church, family church. Every part of the church is all family. Right. Pastor is my uncle, you know, for oh, uh, it's family straight up. Yeah. And so the word was going forth, and I'm not saying the man can't preach, yeah. but I want my my family listened to this thing. They got me like, right. You said no, <laughs> my uncle can preach, but the word wasn't for me. Okay. It wasn't strong enough for me because okay. you're dealing with a young man who just finished dealing with pornography. I need a strong word. Yeah. I need something heavy. And I was reading scriptures in the Bible. I'm like, well, why don't I hear this at church? You know? Mm-hmm. And it's not as if they were just, you know, skipping over them or trying to use them out of context or denying these scriptures. They just weren't being preached. Right. And so for me, that was an issue. Mm-hmm. But at 17 years old, you can imagine your parents are not, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I thank God for my mom because my mother has taught me, you know, to be an understanding parent and to listen mm-hmm. to her children. And that's why I've always been so open to talk to her about anything because I know that my mom is going to listen and understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, and at that time, my stepfather wasn't so big on me leaving the church. Mm-hmm. My aunts were so big on me leaving the church. It was all... They need you here. Talking mm-hmm. about the younger people because I'm the oldest of four kids and ten grandkids. Oh man! So it's always been yeah. they're looking up to you. Be the example. They need you here. And so my aunt told me a story. Auntie, I love you. <laughs> uh, how she had a dream that God was telling me not to leave the church because they needed me there. And I was like, Well, God would have told me that. You know, He would have had that conversation with me, and I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. And I knew that these conversations were coming from a very personal place. Not from a yeah, what's best for Tavian. It was a personal reason, and I get that. Yeah, and these are all the things that I thought about and dealt with when I was thinking about going to Full Gospel Holy Temple. Yeah, uh, because I, I mean, I wasn't able to drive to church and nothing like that. I was seventeen; I wasn't driving yet. I would visit with my aunt, so when my aunt would go, I would go with her, and I would watch online sometimes. But the YouTube ministry wasn't as big as it is now. Yeah, you know, uh, and so 
we kept coming back. And I think I went down to meet Apostle once and I told him who I was. Da, 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 da. And then I came back again, introduced myself again. And I was real close with TK at the time. Yeah. And so TK would pick me up and bring me to the church. And I would go to the church like every day during the summertime to be in the office and work with TK. And Apostle would see me sometimes regularly or whatever. And uh, they knew, my friends at Full Gospel knew that I was thinking about joining. But the deal was I couldn't join until I turned 18. That was my mama's thing. When you yeah. turn 18, you can join. You, you, of course, obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, but I was telling her, and this is the part where I think, you know, I, I'm grateful because my mom for trusting me. I was telling her, mama, I really need to be at that church. Like, trust me. I'm not saying God spoke to me in this thunderous voice and woke me up in the middle of the yeah. night. But I know that God is pulling me towards this ministry. Yeah. And uh, she had to talk with my stepfather for me. Uh, I didn't ask her to. She just did it. Yeah. And so she let me join when I was 17. I'm 23. So that's what, six years ago? People are going to think you're like 40 out of wisdom. You joined. Uh, you're like, you're 20, yeah, 23? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so I joined and I've been here ever since then. That's so, good, yeah, man. Yeah. So uh, after, uh, uh, after you get saved, we know um, it doesn't just stop there, right? Mm -hmm. Like we get. We get saved, and the devil wants to get us back. We yep. talked a little bit about it, right? Yep. Like, you know, yep. having to sanctify yourself. We talked, we got a little bit into that, but um, are there any trials you've ex you've experienced since you've been saved that you can share with someone, you know, and how did you overcome them? Uh, when I read this, I was reading these questions again this morning. Yeah. Just trying to give myself a plan of action, and I thought about either I'm going to talk about pornography, I was going to talk about when I lost my job, when I was unemployed for six months. Right. But since we already dealt with the pornography, I want to talk about the you know unemployment. So I was uh, working at a summer camp uh, for two years, right? And I decided that I would leave because I didn't have a car to get there. It was in North Dallas, mm -hmm. so I decided that I would leave and just find a job somewhere else closer to home. But I didn't. I gave myself a month because at this time I didn't. I I wasn't a man. I was just living at home. Yeah, you know, paying. I think my phone bill or something like that. I ain't had yeah. no major bills. Yeah. You know, I didn't need to, you know, really have a job yeah. to sustain myself because yeah. I had my parents. And so I was like, I'm gonna give myself like a month, you know, to figure something out. That turned into two months. And it's not like I was just sitting at the house. Yeah. Like I was interviewing all the time. And that the part of when I realized this is what kind of what manhood feels like was I knew that I was qualified for these jobs. Yeah. But they were telling me no. Yeah. That's and even for the jobs that I knew I was didn't even need to be qualified for, y'all telling me no. Because Walmart, why you ain't hired me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you have no reason. When I walk in the store and I see like people that's almost handicapped working. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I know I'm better than you. Exactly. Exactly. I know I meet the requirements. So it, it was it became frustrating for me. Yeah. But I kept I kept believing God. I'm not I'm not one to doubt. So I, I know that God can do anything. And when I hear that, I believe it. Yeah. Like, God can literally do anything. Do anything. And so I don't doubt. Like, there's no reason for me to doubt. Uh, and so I was confident in that. I never doubted God. Mm -hmm. For me, it was just like a, when is it going to happen? Because you can't, you can't tell me that my faith hasn't shaken you. Yeah. So tell me. I need to know. I need to hear something. That's uh, so, that that could be because... Again, I'm logical. That is the yeah. hardest part. Yeah. When you like it, it, it forces God has to force a person that's logical yeah. and yeah. analytical. And situations that and, don't make sense. Well, you have to learn how to like. You have to trust me. Everything yeah. is not going to be logical yeah. when dealing with God. Be quiet. Yeah. Right. 
But that was a struggle that I had though. Yeah. Because it wasn't making sense. It was yeah. like I, because I know that I can have these jobs. These are bro, I was applying for a simple position just to hold me over until I found something more right. substantial. But I wasn't getting them. And so it's funny that you even said that because at the end of this, it's not bro. <laughs> so I'm I'm still looking, searching, turn into three months, no job. Yeah. And so that turned into four months. Still That's a long time now. Yes. And I'm still again applying like all the time. Mm. Turn it to five. Nothing's coming. And so then month six comes around. So I get this interview for a school that I'm currently at now. And so I apply for this position. No, it's my 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 old job. I apply for the position. And so I go through, I get the interview. I know that I go and I kill this interview. I mean, I, I killed it. I know I did. <laughs> and so they didn't tell me right then that I had the job, but I knew. Because I knew, I knew that I knew that I had it when I called mom. I was like, yeah. I got it. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I got this job. Because <laughs> they were speaking so highly of me when I walked out. And so I do all the paperwork. I text TK and a few of my homeboys. I'm like, I got the job. So we go out and celebrate. So we out to eat. And uh, I get this email. And it was like, you got to have 48 college hours for the position. Oh. But in the interview, I thought she said 14. No. <laughs> so when she asked me in the interview, I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely have that. Because I know I did. Yeah. But then on the paper, it was like 48. And I was like, ooh, I yeah. ain't got that. So I didn't say nothing at the restaurant. I didn't say a word. Yeah. But it messed me up because I was like, yeah. I got this close. Yeah. And I lost it. Yeah. And again, it was like, God, come on. Man. Like, I, come on. Yeah. I know that you can do it. And you would not make your people be ashamed. Yeah. But right now, I'm feeling real ashamed. So I know this ain't you. Yeah. This is what I was, this is a conversation that I was having with God. Right. Um. And so, and I'm going to tell you how how broken it made me. I was driving, and I was listening to one of my favorite songs that I keep on the regular. And I was like, man. What song is that? I'm going to ask. It's Mr. Superman by K.J. Scriven. Okay. So I've never heard it. It's a beautiful song. And I know who K.J. Scriven In the song, he talks yeah. about how I don't have to be Mr. Superman. God never asked me to be strong. Okay. He never asked me to have it all together. Yeah. So why do you think you have to? Because yeah. sometimes I feel like I got to have it all together. Yeah. I got to be strong. God never asked me to. Yeah. So I was listening to that song. And bro, that whole EP just carries me over. Uh, he talks about, and on one another song, he talks about how we're all just chasing the wind. Yeah. Everybody out here just chasing the wind. You know, he also talks about how he needs God to lead him. Like this whole EP just, Speaks it completes to. each other. Yeah. You know, it, it completes itself. And so I'm driving. And I'm like, man. How am I gonna even tell people that we just went we just finished celebrating the fact mm-hmm. that I found a job. Yeah. And now I don't. Yeah. You know, and I refuse to believe that God would have leave me right there. Right. I just I refuse to believe that God was gonna leave me in that situation. And I think, um, I'll get back to that. And so I go home mm-hmm. and my home was in my house, and I'm already super emotional because I'm like, dang, I, I really don't have this and I'm embarrassed. So I go to my granny room. I'm like, Granny, I'm just tired. And at that point, I was tired. Yeah. I was really just tired. I didn't want to apply nowhere else. I didn't care anymore. I was I was just tired. Yeah. That's really just what it was. And so she was like, you know, just keep on believing God, baby. Keep on believing God. Like, okay. Well, it's nice to hear. Yeah. You know, key to music. Okay. Yeah. Keep believing God. I got it. Um, but, you know, I tell the lady the HR person. No, I go to the HR and she looks at my paperwork 
and I'm, I'm at HR to get my badge. And so I go and she's like, well, is you, do you have 48 hours? She got me. I was like, no, ma'am. I was like, I only have 14. She was like, well, you know what? Don't tell nobody. She said, if somebody asks, just tell them you got enough. She was like, don't tell nobody. I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. Just, you know, don't let nobody know. I'm yeah. sitting there thinking, you know what? God got a crazy way <laughs> yeah. of making stuff happen. Yeah. And so I ended up getting a job. Yeah. Knowing that I didn't, you know, have the hours for it. You know, getting like, a job you really wasn't qualified yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. So like you, you want said, to work at Walmart. But exactly. God, just... <laughs> exactly. No, for real. But like you said, it takes God to take somebody like us who has to think everything out. Right. And has to make sense to put me in a situation where it didn't make sense. Yeah. Like, because if I look at it and think about it, I don't deserve this job. Right. That just shows you that it took God to do it. Yeah, that's how, I, that's kind of how it is for the job I work at now. Like, um, Everybody has like a degree. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah. I remember them asking like, "Do you have a degree?" I was yeah. like, "Nah." They yeah. was like, "They was like." I told them to start hiring people without a degree anyway. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You a good person? Yeah. I'm like, right. I was like, I'm. I ain't, even since I've been there, I don't think anyone else outside of me yeah. in our department, um, in our office, doesn't have a degree. I'm the only one working that 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 day. So. God looks out for his people. He does. Uh, and I preach. I love that story. Were there any scripture you stood on during those six months? It, it, if anything, it had to be, you know, the Bible. It wasn't, it's not one scripture necessarily, but yeah. it talks about how, um, you know, if you sow in tears, you'll reap in joy. Mm-hmm. That was another song that kind of carried me over. Because yeah. I just believe that these tears got to mean something. Not mm-hmm. that God is moved by emotion. Right. But because he is a father, my right. father wants to see that child hurting. Yeah. And I wasn't crying, you know, in a sense of like, God, I, I need you to do it for me because I'm so just, you know, distraught and I don't know what right, to do right, in my right. life. But it was more like a God, I need you to keep my mind. Right. Keep me together. Right. And so that that's one of those things where I just understood that it only lasts for a little while. Yes, right. Things got to get better. That's right. That's right. I love it. Um, so... Just a few more questions here, if you don't mind. You got the time for it. Yes, uh, is there any, uh, I would say, anything about like maybe your best spiritual friend or even a spiritual hero that's been in your life? Mm-hmm. Uh, what if what have they done to encourage you? Um, I don't want to be real cliche, but it's my pastor. Uh, man, that's yeah. He's a dude. Yeah, he really is. He yeah. got it. Uh, you know, there there are times. And our, our relationship is, is different. And so for me, I lean, look towards him more of a father figure than, mm-hmm. you know, as my pastor. But even on the pastoral side, he's still, he's a man. He's yeah. a go-to guy. Um, it's the small stuff that he does. Yeah. It's not the big stuff, you yeah. know, because I, I've had the privilege of traveling with him. Yeah. And so I've seen him on the road and how he handles ministry mm-hmm. and how serious he is and how he preaches. He lives out what he preaches. You know, <clears throat> which is important in this day. Super important. Yeah. Because there are a lot of pastors that don't. Right. You know, and I even think all the way down to his social media presence is important. Mm-hmm. Because I think that some of these pastors should just delete their social medias just to keep That's yourself a, safe. Because right. you're doing stuff that you, you're, you're losing a lot of people. And you can be as pure in heart as you want to be, but we don't know the motives of your heart. I know. I always tell people, like, I can't read, unless I really, really know you. Sometimes I can't read emotion into yeah. your text. Right. So I don't know, like, I don't know what, how, 
Exactly. The emotion you saying this with or how exactly. you saying it, I can take this exactly as any way I want to take right. this. And your little one minute clip that you posted to you know <laughs> get people to click on that link to hear the rest of what you were saying. Most of the time, people are not gonna click, click on that. No, they gonna take the. So if you saying this look nonsense and this little one minute segment that you right. put on Instagram, right? That's all people are gonna take because yeah. that's what they're sending to each other, right? It's like, oh, did you hear what this man has said? Oh, this yeah. man lost his mind. And then you, you go like, you're like, man, you should have watched the rest exactly. of that. Exactly. So. And then you go watch the rest. You still like, he's still crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it don't make it no better. Yeah. But you know, my pastor, man, he just, he's an all around, all around guy. Yeah. You know, he really is. And like I said, seeing him, you know, take ministry seriously mm-hmm. on the road because it's easy to do it at home. Yeah. You know, but to go out. Mm-hmm. Where people aren't really just watching you like that, and you don't have the your chances of running into one of your members are slimmer than they would be at the house right. or in your own city, but you still doing what you got to do to keep that relationship with God right. and to know God deeper. It's it's inspiring right. and it's motivating, and I think it's more than just one of those temporal things. Mm-hmm. Because he's so consistent with it, yeah. So it's, yeah. Not, it's not like this is just an in the moment thing. And I, I don't, I don't like. I've never had the privilege of traveling with him and doing all that. Yeah. But even from like being outside, I'm like, man, that's a consistent person. It's a consistent man. You can see it, like, you like he's man. consistent. Yeah. And so, which is what needed in this day and time. Yes, like, sir. you know, we got. I'm pretty sure you know people who are like. I don't know if I should speak to them today or yep. not because you never know yep. what you're going to get, exactly. right? Like, exactly. if, if we, even if, it, if it's not somebody in our family, somebody we work with, mm-hmm. we like, man, like yeah. I never know what I'm going to yeah, get. This exactly. Person. Like, so, exactly. Uh, but you know, every time with him. Yeah. And so I, I love people like that, man. Just I know what I'm going to get, and that's how I try to be. I try to be the same. Yeah. Every I'm. I'm laid back. That's just who I am. Like, yeah. I can't help that. I mean, I'm a little exactly. awkward. I've accepted that too. Yeah. But it's just, it that's it who is. I am. It is what it is. Exactly. Exactly. Um, any, uh, I would say, you know, what are you, what groups, you know, we call them auxiliaries at church. Mm-hmm. Do you work with? I, talk, I heard you talking about like um, your mentees. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming that's one that you love working with. Church and church, church is, is everything for me. Yeah. You know, I wish, uh, I'm not going to get into that. But children's church is everything to me. Yeah. It really is. Uh, I think, I know, I don't think, I know that mentoring is the call that God has on my life. Mm-hmm. I've never really viewed myself as a preacher, mm-hmm. you know, more of a teacher, you know, or like I said, a mentor. Right. Because I, people always think that I'm older than what I am. Yeah. Because of the way I talk and carry myself. Yeah. But that's only because I've learned to listen. Yeah. I just, I listen. Yeah. You know, if, I, if again... If you are the strongest person in your circle, then that's a problem. Yeah, there has to you have to keep somebody that's just a little bit above you, right? That you know give you feed you, because and this is something else, but it ties in. Like I said, for most of my life, I've been the oldest, mm-hmm. and I've always been called to lead. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the struggles that I had, and I think I, I had this conversation with Brianna, was always being called to do something. Sometimes I just want to sit down and just just listen. Yeah. You know, I don't want to join the auxiliary and try to be pushed to the front or, you know, to be the assist. I don't, I just want to come I up and just, yeah, be yeah. in the background. Yeah. Uh, and so by having somebody that's above you, that puts you in that I'm sitting, I'm listening stage as opposed to 
giving and telling you what I've learned to pour into you, I need something to be poured into me as well. Right. And so with Children's Church, I'm able to do both, you know, because even with Pastor Lewis, a man that I look up to in ministry, um, he's asked me to, you know, kind of work alongside him. But at the same time, I'm able to sit back in the back and, you know, listen and take in a word from him. Right. But at the same time, on the flip side of that, I'm able to pour into my mentees. And so Children's Church and even I take that outside, even on my job. Right. Me working in education is a ministry for me. Mm-hmm. And anybody that knows me knows how passionate I am about children. I don't I don't take that responsibility lightly because that's the next generation. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, they probably look, they're looking to have a logical means. You know, yeah, mental. Yeah. That's someone that could teach them. You know, the word of God and natural things. Because sometimes we have to. I still gotta live here too, so I need to exactly. know how to handle things naturally exactly. as well. So right. that's always good. Before we get out of here, uh, is there any thought you would like to leave to our listeners? My my thought would be, and we kind of touched on it earlier, but to the people that are saved, I think now it's, and I'm sure you're you're here again. But I want them to hear it. And I don't know who listens to your podcast, the demographic. But for people that are my age, who are 23, 24, yeah. it's, it's easier to be saved and it's easier to live this life when there's that, that, proud, that pride in you. Mm-hmm. And that because the devil will almost make you embarrassed to be saved. Yeah. But it's, the, it's people will acknowledge you and respect you a whole lot more. And I tell my mentees, I'm like, listen, I've been consistent my whole life. You can read my senior book and you'll read the same thing. Right. You know, you were such a you know, church word preacher. You know, you inspired me spiritually, whatever. Because I've, I've taken pride in who I am. Right. And I don't let just anybody change me. You have to have something that I am convinced is the right thing or the the better way for me to take on your mindset. Right. There has to be a strong minded person because right. I don't I don't just move with the wave. Right. Uh, and I'm not saying that people have to be as extreme as I am or do what I do. Mm-hmm. But be proud of who you are. Yeah. And mean that. And don't let anybody take you off of it because it's a weak minded person. I think I'm not even trying to be offensive at all, but I think weak minded people backslide. I, I do. That's true. You have to be strong because if you really convinced that this is the way yeah. and this is all there is to it, it's harder. I'm not going to say it's it's not hard, but it's harder to move you off from that 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 cross. Yeah, from picking up that cross every day yeah. and wearing that as a badge of honor. Yeah, and so I think as a church, we are the people of God, and that means more than just this cliche saying like I'm a child of God. Right. Well, that means the world to me. That literally means the world to me, and so. When I had to figure out what I was going to put on, put on the back of my letterman, of course I had other names to put on it, but I was like, church boy. Because I want people to know that that's who I am. Yeah. And I, I'm not I'm not moving. Yeah. I'm not moving. So don't move. Yeah, I love just, it. just don't move. I love it, man. So I do want to thank you for coming by. I did get you something uh, for coming by. Um, oh, appreciate it. Appreciate uh, it. Hopefully we can have you by again. Hopefully yes, we do the episode we were talking, we were talking yeah, about earlier. Most, most definitely. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and roll the outro. This has been another episode of the About Faith Podcast with me, your host, TJ Hawthorne. I want to thank you for tuning in. Man, this show wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you. So why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and on all your social media platforms, share it with your friends. And until next time, be blessed.